Every year in the NFL, it's a new team. As far as goals go, we have one. Putting a f***ing ring on our finger. Welcome to the Buccaneers Observer Podcast. This is Ralph Phillips. I'm Molly Bay. Today is December 31st, last day of 2020. It's kind of weird. Oh my gosh. 2022. 2022. I'm still stuck in Super Bowl. Super Bowl year. (laughs) The good days. Back in the good days when we had the the pandemics and the riots and all kinds of fun stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. You got any New Year's resolutions? Yes. What is it? Read more. I like it. Yeah. I like it. I'm going to lose 50 pounds. You're going to lose 25 pounds <laughs> any day now. In case you don't know, Molly's pregnant. She's due January 3rd, which is Wednesday, Tuesday. Tuesday. Uh, so I told her, that's fine. Just do not have the baby tomorrow. <laughs> it could happen at any time now. But you can't have it tomorrow. Anytime. It's a big game tomorrow. So Carolina Panthers. I might be having a baby by myself. Yes. We'll see. Yes. Tell it I said hi. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. We got a lot, lot, lot to talk about. Uh, big show, big show. Because there's a, there's a big game. Big game tomorrow. Our biggest game of the year. Biggest game of the year by far. Playoffs start tomorrow for the Buccaneers. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I'm nervous. I'm very the nervous. biggest game that we've had. Very nervous. You, you, I'm like excited and nervous. You look like not excited and nervous, just nervous. Yeah, nervous. no, I, I'm <laughs> nervous that we're going to lose. <laughs> Always the pessimist, Ralph. I don't know. It's how I work. It's fun for you. It is fun. It <laughs> makes it makes the 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 top of the mountain better, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> when you start off real low. Yeah, if you expect it. <laughs> you know, just not as... Not as a... Uh, Enjoyable, I guess. All right, so um want to discuss the Arizona game a little bit. You know, the it, it's going to tie into the the Panthers game a lot. Uh, if you're not aware, Leonard Fournette tweeted out that to his haters, he was getting a lot of crap, and he said that he was dealing with a Liz Frank injury. You know, his foot that's broken bones in your foot, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, that could explain a little bit about our running game, but I, you know, I I don't know how much of it was true if he was just talking crap. But he ended up deleting it later. Well, I think he had to because yeah. the team, you know, he wasn't on injury reports for it. Right. Yeah. So that's the like Tom Brady. Was it in 2020 where he had the torn MCL Mm -hmm. that he was apparent him and Alex Guerrero were apparently just like taping before games and never told the coaching staff if they reported to the coaching staff, the coaching staff has to put them on the injury report. And so, you know, Tom Brady hit it the whole time. Um, So he was never on injury report. Of course, Mike Florio had a freaking cow about it, uh, but uh, that's how it works in the NFL. So for Fournette to then come out and, you know, tweet it very publicly for the whole NFL world to see, um, not great. So. Yeah, yeah, I remember when Sean Payton had a hissy fit because was it Josh Freeman Josh had Freeman. a – there was a picture with him. He, and a, he, he had a press conference mm-hmm. where his, like, finger was taped. All right. 
and he was not on the injury report. Yeah, and Sean Payton, a little tattletale. Speaking of which, you know, people are talking about Sean Payton might become the Buccaneers head coach. I doubt it. He's on the list. Yeah, I don't think so. I doubt it either. Although Derek Carr will probably become our quarterback. <laughs> if we lose Brady. Yeah, if we lose Brady. Which Brady is a free agent this year. You know, and um, I bet the, the the Glazers are like looking like, hmm, well, it wouldn't be that bad if we lose Brady now because we can get Carr. Uh, he apparently has unfollowed the Raiders' oh, social yeah. media and stuff. They're done. They're done. I mean, which they, is a shame. You know, he's since since Gruden was there, he has kind of gotten the short end of the stick. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. from the Raiders. Well, you knew it was going to happen with Gruden because Gruden don't like anybody to be bigger than Gruden. And you know, Derek Carr has started like ninety eight games in a row. Uh, he's got the longest active streak behind Tom Brady uh, for quarterbacks. And, you know, for them to bench him, you know, it's kind of like what they did with Eli Manning, you know. Oh, yeah, and he lost his streak. Yeah, just lost his streak because they were being jerks. and For one game, For one too. game. Yeah, that was messed up with that Eli. That was real messed up. I can see the justification for Carr because if he gets hurt the last two games, you got to pay him, right? Because he next just year. right. He just signed that big extension mm-hmm. and everything. But that I mean, basically, what they're saying is we don't want you next year. Yeah. See, I don't understand that part of it. Me neither. But I understand if you're not sure if that's your guy, that you wouldn't want to gamble like that. Right. Uh, I don't understand right. why he's not your yeah, guy. I mean, they're still in the playoff hunt. There's a possibility they could get in there. I mean, a lot of things have to go their way, but yeah, you know, it's. It, they're, they're quitting. They're giving up, and they're telling Carr they don't want to have anything to do with him. Devontae Adams is pissed, you know, because that's the whole reason why he came to Oakland. Yeah. So if we get Carr, which I guarantee you the Glazers are working on that right now, uh, Devontae Adams will probably come with him. You are putting the cart before the horse, sir. I, I'm just, you're, that's what we do uh, here. This season, you're like, it's <laughs> over. This is over. Uh well if you saw we are, what the season seen. is over we're losing Brady <laughs> <laughs> golly day no with the Carolina game I I've, we could beat them there's no doubt in that they are not a better team than us there's no doubt about that I think they're a crappy team to be honest with you uh you know they've won against crappy opponents but then again we've lost against crappy opponents so mm-hmm. you know and they've lost against some of the same crappy opponents we have. You know, Pittsburgh beat them. Uh, uh, I think they've lost to Atlanta one time, or did they? I, mean, I can't remember. But they they really haven't beaten anybody. You know, they beat Detroit last week or the week before. Mm-hmm. Was that last week? Last week. Yeah, and you know, I mean, Detroit the defense is you know nothing to write home about. Yeah, they had like a record rushing day against Detroit. They yeah, three hundred and twenty yards rushing. Yeah, uh, which you know, Detroit's not known as a powerhouse defense over there and they were going on that streak Detroit had that streak that they were hot on and uh, things just didn't work out for them and whatever but you know it's it's not like they were beating a uh you know a playoff contender you know they did no they are playoff contenders yeah kind of, <laughs> yeah as much but then again as much as the panthers are yeah i'm talking about an elite level team. okay all right yeah because everybody's a playoff contender well there's only like nine teams that aren't yeah, playoff runnings. Uh, that's that's quite amazing. And what is it? The AFC South—they're all just like the NFC South. They're 
they're all under 500. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just a weird year, man. Weird I know the Jags year. are leading that leading division. The division. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, so the Arizona game got finished watching the All 22, and it, again, man, this team is just bipolar. I mean, we looked good, we really did, but at the same time, we didn't. It, you know, it's just weird. It, it, it was just kind of like undisciplined. It was more like. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't even know how to explain it. Is it like a preseason game? Would you call it like a preseason game? Eh, no. I mean, we were really stout against them. I mean, they. It was. It jumped out real quick on film that we were the much better team, and but things would just happen. You know, it's kind of like they got lucky or not lucky. Yeah, they kind of got lucky. You know, a lot of plays. You know, I pointed one play out on the Tiffy video where uh, one of Tom Brady's interceptions, you know, he threw it. I mean, it was a great read. It was a great route. It was, everything was good. But the defender just happened to turn his head around right as soon as Brady, the ball left his hand. And he was like, oh, the ball's coming this way. So I'm just going <laughs> to jump it's up and right catch there. it. Yeah. I mean, you know, it was just, it was stuff like that. But we did have a lot of breakdowns, which we've had, been having all year long, like uh, special teams, Camarda. You know, kicking uh, one way and the guys running the other. There's obviously miscommunication in our special teams with that. Uh, the uh, Tompkins letting the ball bounce before, you know, he catches it or just letting it bounce and letting it roll, which he did in that. In this game, he'd let it bounce twice, I think, and it, it cost us. I mean, he, there was one time he could have caught it on the 20 with nobody around him for 10 yards and probably got an extra five yards. So he would have got it on the 25, but instead he let it bounce and then got out of the way of it. And they ended up getting it on the nine. Okay. What's worse? Uh, Tompkins letting it bounce or Jalen Darden running parallels. <laughs> and that's a tough one. I mean, <laughs> like what, what, and it, it's kind of the same flip side of the same coin. It's that you're, you're giving them time right, to yeah. get down there. Yes. You know, yeah. I mean, that extra bounce, you know, that's two, three seconds. It's hanging in the air. Mm-hmm. You don't have it. You're not running. They're running towards you. Yes. Yes. And you're losing that that uh, running up mm-hmm. and catching the ball, which is usually about five or ten yards before the bounce. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's that's really annoying. And and the one, he, he did it on a kickoff, and it was a bad kickoff. So it was short. And he let it bounce, and he ended up, you know, he could have run up to like the 25, or no, it's about the 10, which is short for a kickoff, mm-hmm. you know, but he didn't. He let it bounce, and it came to it. And, you know, I'm just screaming at the screen, you know, I'm like, stop doing that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you give them an extra 10 yards that way. Yes, yes. Uh, we had instances, there was, I think, five or six times where I counted our tight ends blocking J.J. Watt. Oh my God! Why? I know JJ Watt was just—he was just destroying everybody. He went down the line and just beat everybody on our line. And then when Wells got hurt, he went and beat his replacement. I mean, it was almost like he had a a goal in his head. You know, he's like, "I'm going to beat every single offensive lineman here." And you know, he's always kind of annoyed me because I feel like he's one of those players that's really talk. You know, a lot of talk. He talks a lot, uh-huh. uh, and is always injured. Yeah, yeah. So he's he's never there. Yeah, 
But he talks a lot about when, being there. When he plays, <clears throat> he plays very well. Okay. Uh, you know, so when we had, I mean, we had actual designed plays for our tight ends to block J.J. Watt. Uh, one time, Brady almost got killed by it because uh, we had Cameron Brate blocking him. And uh, J.J. Watt basically just picked Brate up and carried him. But uh, Brady was able to get the ball out real quick. If you if you remember the game, he was getting that ball out quick. Uh, a little too quick a lot of times because our, our protection did well. Besides Bra- besides J.J. Watt, uh, they did a very good job. And towards the end of the the game, you could tell J.J. Watt was tired from just beating our guys up. And we, we, <laughs> we actually started getting the best of him. Uh, Leverett threw him to the ground one time. Uh, um, Worfs grabbed him by the collar and uh, threw him away from the play about 10 yards. So he became a non-factor later in the game. Mm-hmm. But it was still, I'm sitting there, I'm like, you know, we talk about this all the time, you know, tight ends blocking elite mm-hmm. edge rushers. That one was just, it was just blow my mind. Why would you have tight ends, Kate Otten, mm-hmm. Cameron Bray, and they Here's the thing, though. With the uh, linebacker, like the outside linebackers, I can kind of see where sometimes there might be a size, uh, like a comparable size. Like, I wouldn't think twice about, like, Gronk lining up, like, a yeah. against, like, a Shaq Barrett right. size yes, yes, outside yes. linebacker. Yes. Which, which Gronk was great at, at right. stopping yeah. uh, defensive ends and, and outside linebackers because most of them were about his size. Yeah. So, occasionally, I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. But in general, but not like a J.J. Watt size. No, I know. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, that is just a no, like, non-start. Unless you're going to put, like, two on him. Yeah, right. Like, at once. Right. Yeah, and a lot of times we would do that. We would have the tight end over there who's assigned to block J.J. Watt, and then we would run in that direction, and it would just be a disaster. Why? What? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. It was stuff like that during this whole game that yeah. you're just like, what? It's like putting Vita Bay on coverage. I'm just like, what are you doing? Yes. The <laughs> you, just, you drop Vita Vea back in coverage is just, I, I get it that you want to be tricky, but that's just totally dead. The guy, I'm serious. Literally, I have never seen him jump, and I've seen him jump a lot. Higher than six inches. He's got these little tiny legs. Little he's legs. He's all torso. All torso. You know, he's he's made to go forward, not up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Too much gravity on this earth for him. Uh, <laughs> but the, the 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 Arizona Cardinals are very tricky. They were very fun to watch, actually. It was really? like, yeah. Uh, they almost every, they were kind of like the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, the New York Jets, <clears throat> uh, last year's New York Jets. I haven't really watched Which kind of makes year. sense because, uh, you know, they have Kyler Murray, who's mm-hmm. kind of a... Pat Mahomes, like not the yeah. Pat Mahomes, but uh. <laughs> he's a new Brock Purdy, <laughs> right? I, but it, it was fun to watch because I never knew what they were going to do. Even though I'd seen the game, you look at the lineup and you're like, "What are they going to do?" And they were constantly doing tricky stuff. And our defense was falling for it a lot, which is very unusual mm. for us. Now, Anthony Nelson is not Shaq Barrett. By any stretch of the imagination, but one Which is of so disappointing because he was so efficient last year when he was yeah. in there on mm-hmm. rotation. Mm-hmm. He had fantastic numbers, right? And he was very impactful 
when with the snaps that he got. Yes. But this year, now that he's getting the starting snap, I mean, some players just are not made for I starting. Guess. Or, you know, it depends on what they're trying to tell him to do. They might be telling him, hey, just, you know, set the outside edge. Don't worry about rushing or whatever. If, they tell, if they're telling him to set the outside edge, he's totally screwing that up. <laughs> uh, because, like I say, okay. he, he falls for uh, the, the trick plays constantly. Okay, so... If you were to say, all right, here's what they're telling Anthony Nelson to do. Like, what is he doing well? Would you say? <laughs> or successfully at this point? Oof. Uh, <laughs> dropping back in coverage when he does. <laughs> they actually drop him back in coverage quite a bit. He's got that length. Yeah, he's got that length. But he's not even using that. Remember, he last year, mm-hmm. a couple past few years, he's great at batting balls down. Yeah. He hasn't done that at all. You know, he's he's getting the starting opportunity, and he's definitely not taking advantage of mm-hmm. it. Uh, Hilm and Hilm and Tryon played every single snap. They have the past. Well, Tryon played every single snap last week and every single snap this week, which is extremely rare. Bowles never does that because Bowles is really big in rotating guys and keeping on fresh. The well, only, everyone's been injured. Yes, Those this are is the only true. Two too. guys we have. This is true. Well, no, we got uh, O'Connor, who okay. who he got some snaps this week for a change, but it was it was in overtime. It was the only oh, time okay. he saw the field, other than special teams. I don't know why they're not putting him out there in rotation. It's mm-hmm. very strange. Uh, but normally we Levante, David, Devin White, and our outside corners, and if Winfield's in, Winfield will probably. He'll, he'll play 100% of the snaps every now and then, but he's been injured so much lately that this year he really hasn't. So our outside corners, when it's Jamel Dean and uh, Davis, they play 100% of the snaps. Devin White and Levante David play 100% of the snaps. Everybody else is rotated throughout the whole game. But in the past couple of weeks, Tryon's been out there every single snap, which is very strange. And he's not doing anything. He's mm-hmm. totally – I'm going to say this. Our, our whole defensive front is just not a non-factor, man. We get, we get no push up the middle. We get no pressure. That was what, We're not stopping the run. Yeah. Just not, you know. Hicks had a couple of good plays stopping the run. I mean, they, they will, you know, they do all right stopping the run, but not like they have been in years past, man. Yeah, we're not top, top five. Yeah. Not even close. Mm-hmm. I think we're like middle of the pack, maybe down in the 20s. Uh, but... You know we're we're just not disciplined in a lot of aspects. You know, but but still at the same time, man, we look good, but we'll just break down every now and then. It was like the Carolina game we're going to talk about here. That was a big factor in that game. You know, we had McCullum who was in for injured Davis, mm-hmm. and he just screwed up a lot in that game, and they took advantage of it. Uh, so, you know, we had breakdowns like that all over that game, and they were just able to capitalize on it. And that's kind of what happened in the Arizona game. But then again, you know, they did some good plays, and we did good plays to counter them, but they just came out on top sometimes. They, we really should have beat them a lot better, a lot more than we did. It should have gone into overtime. Uh, but we got things on the offense like our running backs. You know, we've complained about this all year. They're just – they're not beating that one guy, you know. And I honestly think, this is just pure speculation on my part, that the Bowles has changed the offense because he really wants, 
You know, he said this when he got the coaching job. He wants it to be a running team. He wants he wants us to run more because he wants time of possession because he's kind of tired of our his defense being tired all the time. You know, because even when we were scoring a lot of points for the past few years, mm-hmm. you know, our offense is getting out there and going boom, 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 right down the field. Mm-hmm. Defense is having to get back out there. Which, I mean, I don't disagree with him. Right. Yeah, and I'd love yeah. to see a – I love to see a good running team. I love running. But not, I think, at the expense. Of scoring. Of your, pa- <laughs> yeah, of scoring, but like your powerhouse offense. Right. With your yeah. stud receivers and your, mm-hmm. you know, elite quarter. I mean, the best quarterback that's ever been. Yep, yep, yep. Yes. And, you know, that's one of the reasons why we're doing all these screen plays and short passes at the line of scrimmage, uh, and these dump-offs, because... Todd Bowles, and he said this a couple weeks ago in a press conference, that those plays are an extension of the run game. And he wants the offense to have a lot of time of possession and wear out the opposing defense and give our defense a break. He's a defensive-minded coach, so that's the way he's thinking. So he's got our running game. It's not designed to gain yardage. It's designed to wear out the defense. And you can see it with these guys, both Fournette and Rashad. Uh, Rashad, not as much, but Fournette will target guys. He will go straight for them. Instead of trying to get around guys, he will go straight at them and try and run them over. Which was fine earlier in the season, I thought, because he was successful at it. But he has not been. Well, I think we're measuring success in a different way to – I think Bowles and them, and it's probably one of the reasons why our hurry-up offense is working so good at the end of games is because the defense is tired from having to stop these running backs just hitting them and hitting them and hitting them. I don't think Todd Bowles cares if we get one yard, two yard, three yard. You know, he's just just slammed that run. Go, you know, we don't we're not looking for holes. We're looking to hit guys. You know, because that's what I'm seeing on film. You know, it's like if they've got a choice between going through a big hole or a little hole where they can hit some guys, they're going through the little hole. And if they have one guy that they got to beat, they're going straight at him. They're going to run him over. You know, they're going to make him pay. So that's just what I'm seeing. And that's a pure speculation on my part. I think, but I think that's what we're doing is we're trying to, you know, keep the game close, wear out their defense, time of possession, and, uh, you know, put the ball in Brady's hands at the end. Yeah, so I don't know. I think that's an interesting take, and um, I don't think it's working. It's not working. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, it's kind of like Bowles. You know, he we got rid of uh, JPP. We got rid of Damakong Sue, and Bowles' reason for that was because we want more speed. Mm-hmm. That's not working either. It's not working. Logan has been a ghost. He's done nothing all year. I mean, I watch him out there. He's just a guy. He's not doing anything. He's not beating anybody. He's not getting around anybody. He's not getting in on tackles. He's usually, you know, five yards away from the play, <laughs> you know, getting pushed around. He's just not doing anything. He's doing nothing. And, you know, Nacho's not doing a whole lot. Golston's mm-hmm. not doing a whole lot. You know, Golston's good at the run, stopping, but, you know, you're not going to get, you know, he's not a speed guy. He's not going to speed rush the quarterback. And neither mm-hmm. is Nacho. You know, so we're not getting what Bowles wants on either side of the ball, I feel. But then again, you go to Tom Brady. 
you know, there's definitely Tom Brady has taken a huge step down uh, in this game. He made man, he made so many bad decisions. It was just, you know, I'm starting to worry about the guy. Uh, you know, in the Cincinnati game, he cost us that game just with his bad decisions. You know, it kind of reminds me of uh, James Winston here. And he did that in this game, too. Now, he'll throw some great stuff, just like Jameis Winston, man. Jameis Winston could, you know, throw some tight window coverage balls and, you know, some monster passes downfield. But then he would just make dumb decisions. And Tom Brady's kind of fallen in that habit, it seems like. Uh, there was one third and two where he threw it to Mike Evans, and the defender was, like, right there. It was, it was a really, really, really bad decision. And it would have been a pick six if the guy didn't, you know, didn't know how to catch them all because uh, it went right in his hands. And you, I was seeing that all over the field. Uh, and plus, it seems like Brady's a little hesitant to throw. Uh, he's getting the ball out quick, but when he's got open guys, he's waiting a split second. Mm. It's very strange. It's almost like he's scared of turnovers now, which is causing more turnovers. <clears throat> and he's hesitant to throw downfield. I don't think he has the trust. You know, yeah. That's kind of gone out the window. So, uh, and missed tackles in this game. Uh, missed tackles, I think I counted 10. You know, that's that's we got to stop doing that. That was one of the issues with the Carolina game. Week yeah. seven was missed tackles. I was just going to say that. Like, we can't do that this yeah. week. We've only had one real good game. That was against Seattle where we had no missed tackles. Uh, against Arizona, I would say easily 100 of their yards were due to us missed tackles. Easy. And, uh, you know, the Carolina game, week seven, almost all their big runs were missed tackles. Mm -hmm. You know, they mm -hmm. had that one big 60-yard run. Mm -hmm. That was all because Devin White and McCollum knocked each other off of the tackle. Oh, my and, gosh. Uh, the safety, I think it was Edwards, missed the tackle. <laughs> it was just – so we got to – and if we just if we were just more disciplined mm -hmm. in all areas, it's just – and it's, it's not horrendous. It's just here, a little bit here, a mm -hmm. little bit there. You know, and if we, and that's why I say I think the the big issue is coaching because those are all it's it's endemic across the whole team. Mm -hmm. You know, the special teams you're kicking the wrong way. Uh, you know, the the you're letting the ball bounce on, when you're receiving it. Uh, defense, you know, you're not you're missing tackles every now and then in key situations. Mm -hmm. You know, we're getting key penalties and key times. You know, we're not we're not getting a ton of penalties. We're just getting penalties at the wrong time. Yeah, it seems like it's very little things mm -hmm. that are correctable yes, that are not so. being corrected. Yes, I agree. Which that's why I go, it's the coach. Yeah. You know, it's got to be. You know, if it, if it was just one unit, mm -hmm. then you could say, okay, we need to work on that. You know, mm -hmm. especially teams, you work on that. But it's all, it's everybody. Gosh, and how long would it even take for that kind of stuff? Like two, three weeks, I think, well, you turn it around. Well, it, it, Had we focused on it, I don't know, the first half of the season, <laughs> right. we when would it, be in a very different position than we are now. Yes. And, you know, it's not like these guys can't do it because they've been doing it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just this year, something has happened to where those little things have been lost. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, don't know what it is, but you got to lay that at the coach's feet. You just have to. You can't nowhere else to go with it. I think those things that would have ended up on the accountability sheets that BA had. Yeah, right. But the, you yeah. know, yes, let's talk about accountability a little bit. One of the things with Bruce Arians, and he talked about this all the time. I don't know if we covered this in a previous podcast. 
But he wrote it in his book, even. I mean, this is he's a steadfast believer in injuries do not save your job. You get injured, it's next man up, and he's going to take your job. You know, and he talks about I can't remember the guy's name, uh, but it was in baseball. Because it's not important. No one cares. That's the point. No yes. one knows his name. <laughs> right. Uh, it was the guy. He was he was like the home run leader and all this good stuff. And then he got hurt and he couldn't play. And they put was it Hank Aaron? Was it Hank? I Aaron? thought anyway, it was Babe Ruth, but it might but, have been, might Hank have been Babe Ruth. Hank, somebody, some name you know. Uh, he got put in the lineup and. It was on from there. You know, it just went crazy. And that other guy, you never heard of again. He just. I think he had like migraines or something. Something. Yeah. And, you know, Arians is a big believer in that. He's like, if you can't get out on field and the guy that comes in and replaces you plays as well, I'm going to keep him out there because he's not hurt and he's Mm -hmm. not going to get hurt. And if he gets hurt, then you can get your job back. But, you know, he was a huge believer in that. We don't have that now. We've got the whole defense. Everybody is hurt every week. You know, you've got uh, uh, Nassib isn't playing. You know, well, I mean, we, he's got a, a chance to be a starter now, and he, mm-hmm. you know, for the first time in his career, and he's out. You know, he doesn't play because he's injured. Uh, Vita Vea is not playing because of a calf injury. Mm-hmm. You know, how many times has Davis been out? Winfield. The, yeah, Dean. the whole secondary. And it's not just this year. It's been yeah. for the past three years, I would say. Yeah, true enough. Uh, but, you know, I, I feel like injuries have really creeped into this team. I mean, look at our offensive line. Uh, look at the issues we've had with the wide receivers. You know, Julio Jones and Rudolph. And, you know, it's just. It's just injuries are everywhere, mm-hmm. and I think I think a I think a accountability for injuries is needed. You know, I mean, we've got five doctors on staff. We've got more money put into uh, physical therapy than any team in the league, and I don't know, man, it's not working because we got injuries all over the place. When you've got Tom Brady, who's forty five years old and gets hit every game, out there playing with busted thumbs, busted shoulders, busted knees. When you had, we had Ndamukong Su who never missed a game due to injury. Mm -hmm. We had JPP out there who was playing with a broken neck, half a hand, a torn rotator cuff. I mean, he could barely move. He's out there, you know, limping along. And when you got guys like that, it says something to the rest of the team. You know, it's like, but where are they now? Tom Brady's the only one. Lenny. Yeah, Lenny. You know, if he is hurt, but he, yeah, he's not. He's never out for injury. It just seems like everybody's just taking games off. You know, it's like, oh, I've got this, I'm, so I'm not going to play this week. I've, I mean, this is a big game. This is our, this is our season. Mm-hmm. This is a game. I don't think anybody should. I mean, if you're out now, it's you better be because of broken bones. And even then, it depends on what bone. Well, thankfully. <laughs> Tables is saying everybody is kind of a game time decision, um, right. so they're not ruled out yet. Yes, we'll we'll so see. I think that's a good sign. Right, we'll see on game day who doesn't decide to play or who says they're not going to play or whatever, and then we'll 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 carry on this discussion. But I just don't like it. I just don't like. I'm the, I'm from the old school where you, you know, that's that's part of football. Is you play through injuries. Everyone yeah. does. I mean. Not on this team, it seems like. Yeah. 
Well, I think it's the younger generations coming in. I think it's the young guys. Like the secondary in particular. Yeah. I would say anyone drafted within like the last five years. Yeah. Uh, although you do have Akeem Hicks. Uh, yeah, right. From right. injury. Yeah. So. So he's. He's always out there fighting. You know, that that's something about the past couple of games. Cincinnati game, there was hardly any pushing and shoving and getting up in each other's faces or uh, it, real aggressive. It was, just wasn't a physical game. It was very strange. Uh, and this game was kind of like that, too. You know, we were aggressive in, in a few times where we'd get up in people's faces, but they were just kind of like, meh. <laughs> meh. Uh, We're not interested. Yeah, not a very not a very physical game, uh, and definitely not a uh, crap talking in your face, pushing and shoving. I think there was like one or two instances, which is very strange. It's very very unusual. I think the Carolina game should be different. <laughs> I think the Carolina game is going to be a knockdown, tooth chipping, uh, yeah. bloody nose. It better be. That's all I'm saying. Okay, so Arizona, you know. It was it was a it was fun to watch on all twenty two. It was an interesting game to watch, much more interesting than it was on the broadcast. It's so fascinating at the difference in games you get watching the all twenty two because you don't have any of the excitement. There's none of the announcers, the crowd noise, uh, you know, the replays. You know, it's just straight, uh, you know, plays, and it's it's very antiseptic. You know, you. You don't get the sideline shots and you don't get the, the, the close-up shots of players and their emotions and all that. Uh, so it's a totally different game. You know, a lot of times I'll put music on and I'll just sit there and watch it. So you get a whole different game every time. And this game was much more interesting in the All-22 than it was on the broadcast. You know, it was actually a very entertaining All-22 game. It was, it was kind of a chess match. So... There was that. A couple of things. You know, we've heard the whole uh, Tony Romo, what was it, the Cincinnati game, where he was talking about the play action <laughs> and the pre-snap movement. You know, I did a whole video last year about him, you know, how he was just full of crap with the pre-snap movement. We do a lot of pre-snap movement. Uh, as a matter of fact, in this game, in the Arizona game, we got the, I don't know if you remember, we were, it was a like a third and two we were in the 10-yard line, and we got the uh, illegal formation penalty. Yeah, that was because of pre-snap movement. Mm -hmm. uh, Kate Otten came running. Mm -hmm. He didn't set, right? He, well, no, right. No, he did, and the receivers moved back, but Hainsey snapped the ball too quick. Nobody uh -huh. was ready. I don't know why Hainsey did. I think what happened, because what he was doing in this, uh, Tom Brady was lifting his foot up real quick and, and real Real, uh, not real high, like you see him do a lot of times. It was just like a, a quick step, and Hainsey would snap it immediately. <clears throat> but what was that? What happened is Kate Otten ran up by about the time Hainsey was looking between his legs, and I think he saw the shadow of Otten's foot or something, and he thought, Oh crap, did I just miss Brady lifting his foot? So he snapped it, and Brady wasn't ready for it, it hit him right in the chest. Oh, no. Yeah, he bobbled it. He was like, Oh crap. So, you know, there's there's cons to everything, and there's cons to pre-snap motion, you know, because you get shit like that. Uh, but play action, that one just 
I do not understand. Everybody's gone crazy over it. Uh, Scott Smith from Buccaneers.com wrote a long article about it. And, you know, we, we, we talked about it in the last podcast, how, the, you know, there's a lot of cons to uh, play action. And I'm going to do a video on this just to show. And I'm going to use this game specifically because there was three times where we did play action. And one, there was an interception. And two, Brady got clobbered. Because of a free man coming through, and he didn't see him until he turned around after the play action. As a matter of fact, the one interception, one of the interceptions he threw, the Mike Evans down the field, that he got hit, mm -hmm. he hit that was due to play action. I wonder if Tony, did Tony Romo use a lot of play action? Like I just feel like it was his style. Like he likes play action, so he just everyone needs more play action. Yeah. Uh, no, I. I I don't know. I don't know. I'd like really to look at his numbers. Yeah. I think it's the silliest thing. With, with the team the way it is, and we've talked about this, you can pick out any any bugaboo you don't like. If you don't like the offensive line, you can blame them. If you don't like the secondary, you can blame them. If you don't like Tom Brady, you can blame them. If you don't like the coaches, you can blame them. You can blame anybody with this mess because mm -hmm. everybody's screwing up. You know? And uh, I think that you know, people have just picked play action. The people that like to focus on uh, scheme. scheme. Yes. And the clipboard carriers. The clipboard carriers. You know, it's the pre-snap movement mm -hmm. and the play action. Pro Football Focus says. Yes. Uh, another interesting thing about the Arizona game is uh, Marilyn Jodafar. Mm -hmm. Did I say it right? No, I, so. I never did. I'll butcher that now. I'll butcher everybody's name. She was way down at the end of the bench, at the end of the where the the players stand. Mm -hmm. You know, they got the the white box. They got to stay in that area. She was like all the way down there the whole game. It was very strange. Mm -hmm. Not like hanging out with the coaches or anything. Yeah, that's unusual because she's always behind the head coach usually. She she was with the Arians. She hasn't been as much with him. She's. With uh, Bowles, she's normally been behind, um, uh, I want to say, Larry Foote. Okay. Uh, she was actually, I don't know if she was the get-back coach one day, but I saw her mm -hmm. a couple times. She was grabbing him when oh. players were coming. <laughs> she was pulling on him to get back. So I found that strange. And she seemed very not as exciting. You know, Normally, she's very excitable. Yeah, like more reserved. Yeah. She did, though, when... Uh, Mike Evans caught that out route that got us in field goal range in overtime. The whole bench caught out and came over, and she was over there screaming. Yeah, it was oh, pretty crazy. Yeah. So that was the Arizona game, and it kind of ties into the the Panthers game because in the Panthers game, I felt like this was Week Seven. Mm -hmm. When we played them first, and they beat us twenty-one-three, but I think we went in the halftime zip-zip, right? I think they they might have scored a touchdown right before halftime. So I can't remember, but it was a, the whole first half was really just punts. Yeah, and it was like a back and forth. It was it back was and close. forth, right? And that was a couple of weeks after Devin White's father had gotten arrested. Uh, we had played the Atlanta Falcons, and that's when I noticed that Devin White was not playing well at all. Mm -hmm. And I thought maybe he was injured. That continued into the Carolina game, and that was a big factor in why we didn't play good, because Devin White was just not into it. 
Uh, he was making a lot of mistakes. Mm. Uh, and that's where this all ties in with the Arizona game. I mean, we were a much better team. And when we were playing on point, we just clobbered. They couldn't do anything, you know. And they they had a couple of plays where they did really good and we did really good, but it just worked out for them. You know, so there was nobody to blame. There was no mistakes. It was just that was, they they came out on top. Went their they, way. Yes, it just went their way that time. Uh, but most of the time, you know, it was just us playing really good, disciplined football, and we just stopped them. And it was just like bam, bam, bam. And when we did that, man, we just we made them look silly. But then when we would have those breakdowns, mm-hmm. you know, they would take advantage of it and score or, you know, get big gains and stuff like that. And that's the same thing that happened with Carolina. Same thing. And it was mainly Devin White and McCollum. You know, McCollum, it was his first time ever starting. He's a rookie. You know, and he was out there and he just, you know, he made a lot of mistakes. And you know, and they pick on him. Yes, they picked on him. They were passing in his direction. They were running in his direction. And, you know, he just. We had breakdowns, and you know, on his side of the field, and they took advantage of that. I think, honestly, think that if we play just, just don't make mistakes, we're going to beat the hell out of them. You know, I want to see our offense be more vertical. Mm-hmm. You know, I I really think we should get away from the, you know, just trying to to, you know, matriculate down the field. Mm-hmm. You know, just. Just get back to the vertical stuff. I like it. Everybody likes it. You know, we were killing it the past couple of years with that. Hell, no, we've been killing it for six years with that. If it ain't broke, don't Cutter. fix it. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, Mike, he needs his what is it? Um, eighty-three yards. Mike Mike um, Evans needs eighty-three yards to get a thousand. So you know he's going to be chunking so his, it to Mike. What is his eighth? Ninth. Ninth. Yeah. No. Ninth? Pretty sure. Okay. He tied the he tied the record at seven. He beat the record last year with eight. So this is not no. pretty sure. Okay. Pretty sure. Uh in the first matchup against Carolina, he did have ninety six yards, so it was a good game for him. Mm-hmm. You know, so let's do it again. I want to see him do it this game because there's always gonna be the asterisk. With these seasons after the, now we're at an 18 game season versus. Oh, yeah, that's right. Our yeah. 18 week, yes. 17 game. Good point. So I would like to see him do it the 17th game. Yes, good point. Or 16th game. Good point. Yeah, I'd like to see him do it because if we do win, then we're probably not going to play our starters next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and who knows if he would get it. You know, he needs to get it. We 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 need to put everything on the line tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Everything. Exactly. Like this is the game. Like this is our season. Yes. Um we lock in the playoffs with a win. Mm-hmm. Uh we're not necessarily out of the playoffs if we lose though. Right. Yeah. Things have to go our way, but uh, yeah, we won't but we have control. Help. Yeah. Um but I don't want to do it that way. I want to beat the crap out of the Panthers. Yes. I want re- revenge. Yes. And I want to seal our own fate. Yes, 100%. Plus, I want to beat the Panthers, like you said. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the main goal. I just want to beat them. Don't yeah. like them. They're enemies. I want to beat them. Um, 
you know, I have a family member that is a Panthers fan who has been calling me mm. talking about, oh, we can go to playoffs doing this and that. And I just want to dash their dreams. Yes. And plus, we live in Panther territory mm. now. Yeah. Haven't seen many Panther fans. None. I saw one at the Walmart with a, ma- a Panther mask. Uh, that was it. That's the only one yeah, I've seen. Yeah, I haven't seen any Panthers gear at all. No. So, you know, with the with the win last last week, week seven, uh, they had just fired their coach, Rule. Uh, and so, you know, the, the new head coach, they had just gotten rid of McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, we were kind of didn't know what to expect. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had McCullum in, you know, which they took advantage of, which was very smart of them, I thought. They, uh, we had Gedeke. Mm-hmm. Gedeke. Uh, the Gedeke experiment was still going on. <laughs> You know, and uh-huh. I, I don't care what anybody says, Leverett is an awesome guard. We saw a poll, you you sent it to me. Oh my asking God. yeah, if if uh if a um if Ryan Jensen comes back at center or when Ryan Jensen comes back at center, who do you want to see at left guard? Leverett or Hainsey? And Hainsey was winning the poll. And yeah. I'm like, what is wrong with you people? That was very strange. I was me. like, okay, the, who even asked that question to begin with? Like, it's not even a question. To yeah, me. Leverett does not get the props he deserves, man. I, I like him for a number of reasons. I mean, he's not he's not the the best guard in the business. Uh, you know, he's probably yeah. I mean, he's not Ali Marpet level, but he's got a lot of qualities better than Ali Marpet. Like one, that guy is constantly looking for work. He does not stand still. If he doesn't have somebody to block, he's going to turn around and block whoever's closest to him. Mm-hmm. If, if you know, and he's helped uh, Donovan Smith out a lot. Uh, he's got so much energy. He's got he's got pretty good feet. Uh, but I mean, he's got energy. He runs down the field. He congratulates guys. He jumps up and down. You know, he's got a lot of positive energy. Uh, he does all the pulling, man. I mean, he's constantly pulling and running, doing run blocking down the field at the screens and all that good stuff. Uh, and plus, you know, he's, he will get up in your face. He's got some of that Jensen in him. You know, mm-hmm. he, like I said, he threw JJ uh, Watt to the ground. He's the only offensive <laughs> lineman that was able to do it. And it was a legit one. He didn't, you know, wasn't grabbing or holding anything like that. He just got him at a good angle and threw him to the ground. It was on a run play too. We were ran right at Watt. I don't know what that well, was I'd about. like to see Jensen and Leverett beside yes. side by side. Yes. But after he did it, he walked over and stood over JJ Watt. <laughs> <laughs> he was just standing there looking down at him. And he's done that a lot this year where he you know, he likes to be out there and dominate guys. Mm-hmm. And that's what you want from your offensive lineman. So I'm very, very happy with Leverett. And it's one of those things that makes me really question coaching. You know, the coaching, I'm like, why in the world did we have Gedeke in there? When we had Leverett, who could have been. I think it was the injury thing. I think we were so thin at center. They mm. were worried, you know, that yeah. they we needed that extra depth. Yes. That would that would be my guess. Right. So with the Carolina game, we had uh, an unknown. We had no film on what the coaching staff was going to put out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we had no idea what they were going to do at running back. You know, because they just got rid of McCaffrey. We had a rookie in one of the most complex defenses in the NFL playing uh, in place of our our best cornerback. 
Uh, Devin White was going through some issues and not playing very well. Uh, Evans, you know, had that drop touchdown at the beginning of the game that was just like, what? Oh, that momentum sucker. How? Yes. I forgot about that. Yes. Uh, the tackling was poor at times. Uh, and we made a lot of mistakes on, you know, penalties at crucial times. We had, uh, There was a third and two in the red zone. Uh, Donovan Smith got a false mm-hmm. start. Uh, there was the running into the kicker in the fourth quarter when we were trying to make a comeback. They gave them the ball, mm-hmm. and they were able to run out the clock and all that good mm-hmm. stuff. So, we also saw P.J. Walker. Yes. Which we have seen him before um, right. the year prior, but... Um, they had switched from Mayfield yeah. to P.J. Walker. Mm-hmm. Yes. So there was a lot going on in this game that caught us off guard. And, uh, you know, we, we were we were still trying to figure things out with Gedeke and McCollum and, you know, like I said, with White. Now, I think we're a much more solid team in those aspects. You know, the things that hurt us in that game. Yeah. Uh, you know, Devin White's back doing good stuff. Uh, I think even McCollum, even if he does play because Davis is on the injury report, he's a much better cornerback now. Uh, Gedeke's not in there. We got Leverett. So, you know, I think if we just play our football, even even if we do the dump, the matriculating down the field stuff, I think we'll win. But I, I want to just, I want to, I want to just crush him. I want, I want, I want to fifty points, man. Fifty to three. No, I want to shut out. Let's do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what do you think about their run game? Their run game? Yeah. It's all right. I'm I'm not that impressed with it, to be honest with you. Uh you know, they I don't know. You know, they got they got good yardage of us in that game, but the vast majority of it was due to poor tackling. And, and screw ups, you know, uh, run fits. Mm-hmm. You know, McCollum just didn't know what he was doing out there. You know, he would he would he would not set the edge he was supposed to, and he'd end up running over where the linebackers were at, the middle linebackers, and the whole right side would be open, and they'd just run in that direction. Oh, yeah, I'm yeah, I'm not that impressed with their run game. Okay. So you want to do score prediction? Yes. Let me write this down. Okay. And um, let me just run through the injury report real quick while you're doing that. Um, So Carlton Davis, his is a shoulder injury. Did not participate. He is doubtful, but not ruled out. He's doubtful? He's doubtful. Come on, man. This is the game of the year. I know. (sighs) Carl Nassib with the peck. He was limited. I keep pointing out all the body parts. <laughs> <laughs> you you got to point to each body part after you say it or while you say it. That's hilarious. Okay. Uh, he's also doubtful, Carl Nassib. Uh, Jamel Dean has a toe injury. He's been limited. Everyone else is like questionable or just not even on there. Um, Mike Edwards with a hamstring. He was limited. Julio Jones with the knee, Donovan Smith with the foot. He's been limited. He's questionable, so that's good. Uh, Vita with a calf. And Winfield with an ankle. It was it was an ankle. 
Was it concussion? It was not concussion related. I thought it was concussion related. Yeah, and we don't know how much of this, you know, I'm, I'm talking crap like it's the players doing it, but we don't know how much of it is the medical staff saying, it's you true. can't play today. Yeah. You know, I, I don't want to make it. Yeah. We recommend you rest it. We recommend you don't practice or whatever. Yeah. Um, because I think that the coaches, too, err on the side of whatever the medical staff is saying. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a bad thing to do. You mm-hmm. know? But to, well, it takes a liability off of the coaches mm-hmm. to where, like, a player could be like, oh, he pressured me to play when I was injured or whatever. Yeah. No, I think it should be up to the players. Yeah. Um. Okay. Tom Brady got arrested. day. Levant- got arrested. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> um, Levante. Oh, speaking of which, hey, we, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you again, but uh, Blaine Gabbert. Oh, Con- yeah. Congratulations well, with him. Okay, we'll, ta- we'll talk about that. Okay, Let okay. Me finish. We'll talk we'll about that in a second. We'll run through this real quick and then we'll. Speaking of arrested, Blaine <laughs> Gabbert. Um, That's what made me think about. <laughs> um, Levante had a rest day. Akeem Hicks had a rest day. Uh, Anthony illness. Uh, Anthony illness. Anthony Nelson <laughs> was out due to illness. Um, so that sucks. But he was back. That was just Wednesday. Uh, Nacho had a personal issue, which kept him out of practice Wednesday and Thursday, and then he was back Friday. So he's out dropping dogs off in the middle of the street. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kate Otten had a quad. He was limited, and then uh, I, I did. I didn't point out it. My quad <laughs> this time. Uh, Tristan Wirfs had the ankle, and he was limited Wednesday and Thursday, but was back on Friday. And um, Carolina's injury report is significantly shorter, which this annoys me too. I feel like this time of year, a lot of guys get hurt. What, and I'm not saying this is necessarily the case of the Buccaneers, but if your team is not going to go that far, mm-hmm. I think a lot of guys get hurt. Like the Rams. So yeah, like Everybody so, on that team. Everybody. Is just, Cooper Cup. Uh, Matt Stafford. You know, there's a list. Aaron Donald. They're all hurt. Oh, Magically. So, yeah. So, uh, to preserve their health, I think, because it's a losing season. Like, why mm-hmm. get hurt? Why put yourself yeah. out there? Um, so anyway, Carolina Panthers, they've got JC Horn, their corner has a wrist injury. He is out. Oh, he is out. He's out. Oh, that's good. I mean, you know, he's their best corner. So, okay. Mike, Mike, Mike's going to have a big day. (laughs) Uh, Marquise Haynes Sr. had an ankle injury. He's questionable. He's a defensive end. Guard Cade Mays. What's that name? Uh, has a knee injury. He was limited Friday. It's questionable. And then tight end Tommy Tremble has a hip injury, and so it's questionable. And then um, Shy Smith, their receiver, he was limited Wednesday with a foot injury. And then Stephen Sullivan, tight end, has an ankle. And Shaq Thompson has a hammy. But there are those three are fine to play. Hmm. <clears throat> yeah, so if you haven't heard, a helicopter crashed down in Tampa in the water, 
And Blaine Gabbert just happened to be out there in his jet ski. With, with a couple other people. With his brothers, right? Yeah. He's, he's, apparently he's got two brothers. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were out jet skiing. Uh, they were at a yacht club. And they left. And on their way back, they noticed a helicopter had crashed in the water. And they went over there and saved everybody. Uh, it was a family, a, a mother, father, and uh Older son, I think he was in his thirties, mm-hmm. I think, and the pilot. They didn't save the pilot. Apparently, uh, the police, the the ocean rescue or whoever they are, it wasn't the coast guard. That was weird. But the uh, they they ended up rescuing me. They they got there right after Blaine Gabbard did. Okay. But anyhow, they they had this big ceremony at the press conference, the Buccaneers press conference yesterday. Which this happened the day before yesterday, and uh, they they gave him there. There was the police chief was there mm-hmm. and the water people, and then who was that other dude? The uh, the small guy. I don't know. And they got all these departments. Yeah, all these there. departments were there yeah. and gave him gave him the awards. The Marine and, Unit. Yeah. The, he, he's an honorary member of something now. He got a hat and a coin. Yeah, a coin, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, this is pretty cool. And he, was, he was cool. real humble about it, too. You know, he, he said he wanted to stay anonymous. He didn't want to. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he said he, he, he took him up to the shore and then left. <laughs> you know, he didn't hang out. And he didn't want anybody to know who he was or anything. How'd they know who he was? Uh, well, apparently they did exchange information. Oh, gotcha. Or something. And... He took off shortly thereafter. So that that was a cool story. Yeah, cool Buccaneer story. You know, you've got uh, backup quarterbacks saving people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Most other teams, their their players are out drunk driving and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Our team is so awesome that we we save lives. They rescue people on their time off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, you got anything else? Are we going to do scores? Oh, yeah, yeah, scores. yeah. Uh, I'm going 34-10. I don't, I don't have confidence that that's going to happen. <laughs> this is really me wishing. I want it. It can happen. There's no doubt about it. Uh, but I've, I've picked 34 points, one, two, three, four, five times this year, and we haven't even broke 30 all year, I don't think. Uh, no, we broke 31 times. <clears throat> no, twice. Uh Okay. No way. No, I don't think we broke 30 all year. Anyhow. That's crazy. That's what I'm going with. 34 points. Dang it. Dang it. Okay, I'm going to go with 26. Who? Bucks? Buc- yeah, Bucks. 26 um, to 24. Now, I'll tell you, me and Molly have been horribly off all year long. I think we've got one game where we came close. I don't know if it was the Seattle game. But, uh, you know, this game, this, this team is bipolar, man. They, you know, they look good at times. They look like crap at other times and everything. And if they could just play, if they could put, just put three quarters together. Mm-hmm. You only have to do four. Just three quarters, please. Play to your potential. We we'll, we'll win this, but if we put four quarters together, we'll slaughter them because mm-hmm. they're not a good team. And you know, uh, if we play just mistake-free football, we'll beat them. 
You know, if we just put good out there, play solid, but I really want to, but they're going to be out there. They, they've got a chance at playoffs now. They got a chance at, you know, if they win this, they're going to win a division most likely. And, you know, it's a, a they're going to be out, they're out for blood. And we're going to see tomorrow when these two teams play, who wants it more? That's what this is going to be all about. And who wants their coach to keep their job? Mm-hmm. You know, if the the Panthers coach, if they if they win this, he'll be the coach next year. Mm-hmm. If Bowles loses this, there's a good chance he will not be the coach this year. Next year, you think so? Yes, I don't think so. Yes, I do. I mean, I don't think he's... the Glazers will take a crap ton of heat for it. You know, because they you know they didn't give him up time and the diversity hires all that good stuff. But you know, Glazers mm-hmm. they do things that shock people. Uh, you know, as much expectations as everybody had going into this year, and it's quite obvious that coaching has not been near the level. I think it's it's the main factor. I know it's not the only factor, but it's the main factor as to why expectations haven't been met. You know, and he came in with a losing record as a coach. The only reason why he got this job is because Arians basically – like gave it to him. Forced him on, you know, <laughs> on the Glazers. So I think there's a huge possibility if we don't win this game tomorrow and we don't make the playoffs, which if we don't win this game tomorrow, it's going to be very hard for us to get in. Yeah. Um. Then, uh, yeah, I think Todd Bowles will be gone. I, I don't see that. I don't think that's going to happen. Um. B.A. is going into the Ring of Honor. Oh, that's right. He's going into the Ring of Honor yeah. tomorrow, too. So we've got every. So we need to. This is an important game. Yes, this is at RJS. It's at home. We got Bruce Arians going in. This is for all the marbles. This is for the NFC South Mm -hmm. title, basically. Uh, Whoever wins this is probably going into playoffs. Mm -hmm. Everybody else is going home. Then this is a big game. Big game. So we're going to see who wants it more. It's going to be the Bucs. We got this. We got this. I sure hope so, man. Yeah, if there's anything Tom Brady knows how to do, it's get into the playoffs. Yeah. And win in the playoffs. Win. Yeah. So. All right, so there you got it, guys. We, uh, we're we going to knock out the Panthers tomorrow, change their kitty litter right in their face. <laughs> you know what we missed talking about that I just want to acknowledge real quick that yeah. we missed it? Is the whole media kerfuffle with Gio Bernard? Yeah. Uh, somebody brought that up. Very disappointed. It's very unlike us too. Yes. Um, not address that. It was second on Ralph's list. It was on my list too, but we just ran our mouths too long. Yes. Uh, we'll get to that. You know, because I've got a lot to say about that, as y'all know. So. Uh, it's been quite a while since we did any media about. Yeah, you know, I just you know. Just, Focused on other stuff. We yeah. we have a lot of stuff on our plate right now. Mm-hmm. So, uh, that's, we're not trying to use excuses, but there has been a, there's a lot going on with our lives. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's going to wrap it up for us, uh, guys. Everybody, think positive tomorrow. I believe in the power of positive thinking. So, everybody, we're going to win. We're going to do this. So, until next time, go Bucks. <laughs>